0: Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Good to be back. It is, isn't it? Another podcast in the nice warm house, <laughs> not in the minus temperatures outside.
1: No, we are really suffering at the moment, aren't we, Steve? Snow, ice, wind.
0: <laughs> it's colder down here because of the, you just, you're by the sea. That's right. Um, it's not, I mean, it is bitterly cold. Uh, where i am but it's it's when that wind hits you down here god that is really cold that's right well
1: we stay clear of the seafront walk along the seafront i i love my walk along the seafront and stairs, but at the moment that's taboo Uh,
0: it's just so it's just i mean i know people listening have got it colder much colder than where we get it now but I suppose it's what you used to and yes. down here. In March, we're not used to minus four. No, minus... we're not.
1: No, no.
0: At one point yesterday, no, Tuesday, I was driving through Kent, through countryside, uh, about what was that half ten or something at night. It Got to minus seven. Did it really? Where I was, Gosh. yeah. And I was like, I don't think I've seen it minus seven ever. No. In uh, in in the area. Anyway, it's by the by. We're it's, all right now because we're cozy and of
1: course yes and nice central heated uh rooms uh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're loving it at the moment until i've got to leave and then go back home um so lots to talk about this week i mean i feel like i've been saving and saving and saving and getting more and more emails and questions in for the podcast um there's lots uh lots to talk about so should we do uh just a bumper reel them off
1: yeah Oh yeah, absolutely. Get get, get a lot bring them on.
0: Get a lot covered in this episode, shall we? Yep. Okay. So first one's from Carolyn. I have a question about white and black. I did the Robin in the snow and I loved it. Um, Anyway, I can't get the white to stay on the paper. The beige background is still visible. I did the Jack Russell and I'm pleased, but I had trouble with the black. I tend to be heavy handed, but I'm working on that. Am I crushing the paper or just not applying the pencil correctly? I noticed that uh, he used a soft pastel stick. Um, which brand was this? I have your paper, which is marvelous and made such an improvement for me. You guys are stars.
1: Mm. Uh, well, uh, it's better to do two or three layers, especially on white, before um, rather than one heavy layer. Because if you put one heavy layer on, you are going likely to crush the paper and then you've got problems. This is what I do. In, in fact... If you've watched me, very often I've done that, especially on landscapes where I've got a sky. I say, now I, I put the sky on, now I do it again. And the second layer is surprisingly... um It's got a good coverage, you know, when you put the second layer on. Um So that's one thing. What was the other one? Black, you say? Uh Something about black.
0: So, uh, do we have something do, about black? Do, do, do it. Yes, it was... Um, I did the Jack Russell, uh, I'm pleased but I had trouble with the black, I tend to be heavy handed. Ah.
1: <clears throat> yeah, well, well, you should be okay with black, black, as long as it's going on to another colour, it can't be on its own, it's got to go on top of grey, usually if you're putting black on, you'd either use the mid grey, one of the mid greys, because um, what you've got to be careful of, and I know a lot of people have done that, I' have put the light greys on, then the mid greys. And then maybe a, an intermediary colour like um, 181 or 175, then black. And by the time it gets to the black, it's just too much on the paper. Mm. So you want to get to black as quickly as you can. And I usually uh, start off with um, the other 273 or 233 mid grays, and then go either to 175 or 181, and then black. Mm. That's a perfect way of doing it. And by the time you get to that, if you're using the on grey paper, which looks as though you are, you'll you'll easily get a really nice solid colour. That shouldn't have a problem.
0: Okay. There we go. I think I think we covered that for you, Carolyn. Um so, next one was a lovely email we had from Tina and I asked if I could mention it, so I'm gonna read that out for your dad. Um Tina says Uh, I'm so excited to get started with the videos on the website. Uh, A little about me, I'm a 50-year-old woman that has never taken an art class or drawn before in my entire life. I received an art kit for Christmas that had graphite, color pencils, watercolour pencils, pastel pencils and charcoal in it. I decided to try it and was hooked instantly. I was really enjoying drawing and sketching with graphite, though... I don't think a few of the things that I've drawn are any good. I joined Craftsy a few weeks ago and just came across Colin's pastel pencil class on there. I took it and almost finished the dog and the cat. I fell in love with the pastel pencils, but don't even know where to begin to learn more. Then I found Colin's website. I was so happy to find it and look forward to classes so much. Getting feedback is also so important because I have no one to share my art with, especially to share and get feedback. I do have one question for you. I have a Stabilo, Stabilo Carbothello set of past pencils that was given to me. Is there any way I can find a colour chart uh, in which pencils set matches the pencils that Colin uses? Thanks so much, Tina. Actually, we've just I think we've just mentioned your picture on our feedback show, Tina.
1: Oh, is that the same Tina? That's the ah, t- I right. believe that's the same oh, right. Tina. Tina. Right.
0: Um, so yeah, well done on your cat picture, um, and I'm so pleased that you found us. Good.
1: Well, we've got a colour chart on the website, haven't we?
0: We've got a Faber Castell colour chart. Yeah, well, that's the
1: only thing you can do. I haven't got a colour. I haven't got one for Swans to <coughs> Yes, you
0: probably we probably c-
1: can find one, but uh, I haven't certainly haven't got one.
0: Mm. What would be? Uh, yeah, it'd be you you find that useful. I, I believe Tina I sent you that link anyway to the color chart now. Um so you should be able to print that off and yeah and, and compare colors mm-hmm. uh, to to but what certainly,
1: the ones are. It's, it's to be low, uh, pencils are good pencils. I did swap to Faber Castell from Carbotello years ago because the pigmentation of Faber Castell pit pastels are just slightly better. But doesn't mean to say you can't use the Carbotello.
0: Mm. Is there more tones in the Carbothella range as well? Yeah.
1: Well, there was. I don't know whether they've cut down. There used to used to be 80 colours in the, the Carbothella range. Yeah. As opposed to 60 in the Faber-Castell. I'm not sure whether they've cut that down, though. I, I don't know. I've no. I've lost touch with the Carbothella now.
0: Yeah. Anyway, good set of pencils. And um, thanks for discovering us. And I hope you get on great. And let us know how you go. Okay, next one from Mike. Um, Mike said, Hi Colin, this isn't a question, but a note on your experience with your obviously very rude and poor art teacher. I had a similar experience from my music teacher, who was giving me a percussion lesson and uh, were tuning the timpani, 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 timpani drum, um, and had to play a C on the piano and then sing it. ...into the head of the timpani... ...which I did... ...and he burst out laughing... ...because I was out of tune... ...to this day I won't sing... ...and I'm 59 years old now... ...I thoroughly enjoy your pastel paintings... ...and have tried a few... ...the Spitfire... scotty Castle... ...and your miniatures... ...I've done mainly watercolours previously... ...and have changed to pastel... ...from admiring your work... ...which is absolutely brilliant...
1: Thank you... ...that's very nice of you... ...and uh, I, my sympathies go out... ...to everybody who's... ...put themselves in a position like that... ...it's not not nice because you, you always remember it i still remembered uh, you know the rude comments i had mm.
0: it's it's i think it's um like terrible when um for example in a music lesson when i remember music lessons we had did, did it in front of the whole class so yep playing in front of the whole class yep. it's bad enough you get laughs from your classmates but when a teacher laughs yeah yeah like that is the ultimate kind of yep
1: i think that's, that, that's an oh, ultimate cruelty isn't it to, to subject children to that i would never do that
0: yeah so we sympathize with you mike but um yeah we're, we're, you know glad that you found the artwork and that's your creative outlet good okay okay so um oh yes this is so we've got another one from tina because this has been a few weeks that we've been collecting these. Um Tina asked um in some of the other courses that I do they discuss the amount of pressure used for different layers and steps. It's generally on a scale of 1 to 5, 1 being the lightest and 3 being the pressure you would use for handwriting and 5 is as much pressure as possible almost to the breaking point of the pencil. I'm currently working on the cow exercise from the landscape picture uh with the field and cows in it. I'm having trouble telling in the videos how much pressure Colin is using with that scale. How much pressure does he generally use for the first layer um, of this or this picture or any other picture? And how much in general does he use on subsequent layers up until the final layer? I know that each picture is unique and he probably uses techniques and pressures based on that. We actually talked about this. In we the did. Feedback show, we, didn't yes,
1: we? That's on the feedback show. So you'll be able to get a double whammy of this one. Uh, uh, But I can answer the question, really. Uh, I think the answer to it with a pastel pencil and if you're using on grey paper, okay, which most of the time, 99.9% I am, then you put enough pressure on to create the effect that you want. In other words, don't overdo it because if you press too hard, you're going to... to, um, especially on the base colours, you're not going to get the darker colours on top of it. So the pressure should be light, really, I think, all the time. Now, the only exception to that rule usually is in the sky. If I'm doing the sky or if I'm doing um, light water you know, with blues and greens in, then I would put a heavy coat of white on. In fact, I don't put a heavy coat. I put two coats on, like I've discussed earlier with us. So
0: you do uh, a coat. You put a
1: coat and then put another coat on. Yeah. That way you, you you have a double um, amount of, of pastel gone on without the pressure. Pressure is a funny thing. And pressure can create a real big problem with us as we've, uh, I'm sure, a lot of, people listening to this would have found that out it it can crush the paper and put a shine on the paper you you can't get anything but on it then so pressure is a funny thing with pastel pencils it probably doesn't apply to other things but it does with pastel pencil so pressure i would say i certainly wouldn't go down the one to one to five route because people will misinterpret that if i said five they'll just go hammer and tongs at it so (laughs) it's a question of What you want to achieve, I would say, generally speaking, I put a light pressure on. Mm -hmm. And if it was one to five, it would be something like a two or a three. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, I certainly wouldn't put five ever. Yeah. I hope that helps.
0: Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I think so. I I understand. But I've seen a lot of your, yeah, I mean, I understand that, but I've seen a lot of your work. I've been, you know, I've, I've seen all of this stuff so I know of course you have you know, yeah, I've yeah. edited 2,000 hours of video I, I would also
1: say to Tina too that, that an awful lot of people I've had in my classes and um, subsequently um, through the our uh, members site very few people bring that question up which means generally speaking it can be accepted you know you can see what's going on although you, I can't you can't tell from the pressure you haven't got my hand to hold while i'm doing it you can see how much uh, uh pressure because of the reaction on the paper and also are,
0: and also are people finding their own way with it because yeah, no, everyone right. has different yeah, that's right um like a, a person was saying they were heavy-handed it can mm. be heavy-handed mm. and um and this you know this is the that's kind right. of thing so of finding your own way with it, but That's there isn't right. generally a rule to it.
1: There isn't a rule, no. It's just how how you are with it. But generally speaking, it's a light pressure.
0: Mm. Okay, uh, I didn't realise, but I've put another one here, another question from Tina that I wanted to bring up about choosing colours um, for the initial layer. And I thought this would be quite good to explain a bit of theory behind this because we did a um, you did a chart before when you were talking about base colours.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so uh, I feel like this could be a good opportunity. So uh, Tina says, for instance, looking at, uh, I think it might have been the border collie, you talk about warm greys and cool greys. I understand how colours can feel either warm or cool based upon the amount of reds and blues in them. But what sort of thing do you look at, say in a photograph, to determine what colours to use?
1: Right, well, I'll I'll stop you straight away there because if you look at the feedback show, we were looking Mm -hmm. at a, Chocolate Lab, weren't we? Yeah. And I said, what colour do you see, Steve? And you said, grey. And I said, yes, it's the 230, the cool grey. So when you're looking at a photographic reference, you can usually tell, and that's a very good example. I'm glad we did that.
0: I didn't realise that that would be so apt for this question as right. well. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a perfect
1: question because you're looking, you're, you're looking at the colour and whether it's warm. I mean, most people can see whether it's warm or, or cool. And Tina quite rightly says, if the greens and the blues and the the, uh, reds and the oranges and so on, you get a colour band that it works in. Um, Does it matter that much? Well, sometimes it's strange, sometimes I can use both. The two thirty and the two seventy, which is the cool and warm grey together.
0: Really? It can, yes.
1: It, it, it's it's not very often, but sometimes I do.
0: In the same picture.
1: In the same picture. Yeah, it, because it 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 just strikes me as that's the way it is. That's mm. the, an experience comes into it. When when your colours are most difficult, one of the most difficult questions you have, uh, you know, what what under what base colour do you use? comes up frequently doesn't it yeah well again the only thing i can say is if you've seen my videos and there's hundreds of them now on youtube and uh, and on the member site you should be uh, getting an idea now of how this is going to work how i work it out
0: Mm. So the feedback show is feedback because anyone listening to this maybe in a month's time might not know which feedback show. So I'm going to say it's feedback show 43, number 43, which is where we did it. And there was two pictures of Chocolate Labs and one was going to be cool and one would have been grey.
1: That's right. That's right. So. There you go.
0: You know. Take your pick. It's it. But it's interesting. uh, You know, Chocolate Lab. And you can say this one's the, – the, the one picture – and it's down to the photograph. One picture had a warm hue to it and the other one had a cool hue to mm, it. That's
1: right. Well, this is this all down to the, the, the photography, Steve. You know, all um, – when photographs are taken, it's the emulsions – it used to be i don't know where it is now in <laughs> di- digital. digital yeah well it used to be the emulsions that created the uh, the orangey look or the um, blue look yeah and so on maybe it doesn't happen so much now with digital
0: maybe not so anyway thanks tina um that's a lot of good advice hopefully that you've found helpful um to to talk about now um on this podcast we've got uh, an email come in and uh a couple of things I want to mention. This is uh, one of our students, Harry, who's recently discovered your uh, website, YouTube channel. And Harry, we wanted to mention, give a shout out to you because um, anyone else listening might be interested in checking out a couple of videos that, uh, or mm. a couple of reviews Harry's done for us. <coughs> yes. Uh, not for us, but for his own YouTube channel. And I want to give him a shout out here. So if anyone's interested, um, there's a video review, a very comprehensive review of the Faber-Castell pit pencils which you can find over on his youtube channel um which is called the art gear guide so if you type in youtube the art gear guide um you'll you'll find um harry's channel and there's i mean harry's doing very well he's got thousands of subscribers and um rightly so because the videos are very good Um, so there's a lot on there so we wanted to give you a shout out um because we really enjoyed the review and in the review you mentioned you dad and did your did a lovely job <clears throat> of your sunset picture
1: yes 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 it, it, and that i think that was the first time he'd ever used the pencils um, it's not a surprise to us because we've seen it many times before where people pick up the pencils and they do a picture it should never be able to be done but it is done that way and uh, harry did a good job of it yeah considering you know but and um, it it's um it's lovely to uh, to get um, you know feedback like that and it's very nice of people to mention us and spread the word yes yeah. that's what we need that's what we want
0: yeah well there's a there was a if if you're not interested in watching the video there is a, a written review over on on his website called uh, theartgearguide.com so if you go to um you'll see the the written reviews done which is again very comprehensive and we thank you for the shout out um so so Harry got in touch with us and sent us a, a lovely uh, couple of very touching emails, which we're very grateful to, to receive. Um, but I wanted to mention one part of Harry's email here um, where he says, I turned to art as a way of dealing with some really dark times. In fact, it was my eldest daughter who is currently sitting A-level art who pushed me towards art as a form of therapy. Unfortunately, I witnessed enough human pain and suffering while serving as a frontline infantry soldier and later Special Forces soldier to last me several lifetimes. Not only has the artistic process helped me immensely, but the amazing people I have met along the way, be it personal well wishes, inspirational art, outstanding tutorials or a combination of everything has really helped my mental well-being. It is a lot to take in changing from a Special Forces soldier to a man who needs help putting his socks on but art and the community has been the best medicine I've ever taken. If this could be bottled up and supplied to mental health patients, I think it would be an illness of the past for most people. Well,
1: I totally agree with that. Mm. And, and we've proved so many times as well, Steve, um, over the years, people with you know, disabilities and, uh, you know, problems and depressions and all sorts of uh, ailments, which are nasty. And the reason it works so well is because it's a positive, creative pursuit you can't, you can't. If you, if you're, a, if you're an artist, you can't go to war. It's just impossible, because it's complete contrary to the nature of things. And um, this is one of the, one of the things that I've always stressed that uh, people can take up. Well, it doesn't have to be art. It can be music, It can be any um, of the uh, artistic pursuits. And uh, it's wonderful. It's it, because it's creative, positive, creative. And those are the words we use all the time in uh, in our work, mm. and uh, it's completely contrary to what Harry's poor Harry's had to suffer in the past. Mm.
0: That's a very good point, and also it's a escapism. You know, you're, you're that's right. You know, it's taking your mind. At, like the amount of people that have said that they've had ailments, they've had physical problems, but when they draw, they don't feel anything. That's right. Um, and we've got another member of ours, Tony. I believe he's an ex-military mm. um, officer, and he. Is using it. He, he, you know, he loves indulging himself, just throwing mm. himself into his artwork that's for right. days at a time. That's right. um, it's, it's just really wonderful. And, and I wanted to mention the email and uh, Harry's experience because I feel like there's a lot of people that we don't hear from that listen to this show mm. um, that maybe you know feeling exactly the same way. And it's just nice to know it is a community, and, and that's and that's lovely to mm. to sort of share this um, people's stories and experiences and things like that to know people, that, to let people know they're not alone. That's right. In what they're experiencing. Um, so thanks Harry for your emails and, um, do check out his website, art gear guide, the art dot Was it? I want to make sure. Yeah. Um, the or art, the art gear guide on YouTube and, uh, give him a subscribe. If you want to see, there's lots of different, um, um, Art products on there. Um, lots of different reviews. So it's not just pasta pencils, there's all sorts of things on there. So do check it out. Lovely. Right, well that's all I had. We were got through those really quickly. (laughs) Nice and slick to the point. So um I didn't have anything else to talk about this week. Um got a few changes happening on the website. Um may as well just just mention those. Um, some new membership options um, for people. Well, the same membership products, but just a different way of um, subscribing. Now we don't have the recurring payments. So if you buy a month, that's all you'll have access. You'll have access for a month and then it will expire. Um, and you can choose to continue your membership after that period of time. We just thought it'd be nice to offer something different and a sort of because nowadays everything is subscription based. And I know a lot of people forget to cancel or they, they don't want to commit to a rolling contract. Not that there's you know, people can cancel any time, but like a monthly recurring. So we've ditched that so people can sign up for a month at a time or three months at a time or a year at a time. Mm-hmm. Great. So mention that. And we've got some new on grey pads, A3 on grey pads that are now available on our store. 30 sheets in a, an A3 pad. I've checked them out. They look really good really professional Mm. and um and they're available now on our art store amazon uk and amazon us and canada so 20 pound 30 sheets of a3 on grey paper um now available and we also used a different um glue binding i know a few people have had trouble tearing out sheets of the a4 paper well we've upgraded the manufacturing process um absorbed that cost so now you should be able to tear those Sheets out a lot quicker, a lot easier um than before. Just thought I'd mention that too. Yes, good, good. Just a bit of housekeeping. Um so we'll be back in another few weeks' time with another podcast. Keep your questions coming in, keep your emails coming in, and we'll draw some of the best content that we feel we can offer um to everyone listening to give you some tips and advice. Well, you'll be giving the tips and advice, I'll be mm-hmm. reading them out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley.
1: And I'm Collie Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your, your week. week.